0: Welcome to The Five9, the official podcast of the Fierce Telecom and Technology Group. Join us each week for the latest insights on 5G, millimeter wave, AI, electronics, sensors, networking, infrastructure, and more in the communications and technology space. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Five9 Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alejandro Pinero. And this week, we have yet another leading voice in our tech industry. I'm very pleased to welcome for the first time to our podcast, Adil Kidwai, He's the HQ's Vice President, Head of Product Management. Adil, great to have you on. Thanks for uh, coming on this fierce telecom podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Awesome.
0: So, Adil, why don't you give us a brief rundown, mainly about HQ, but also about yourself and your role at the company and, and what we can look forward to in this discussion.
1: Yeah, Sure. HQ is a company based out of Santa Clara, California. We were formed in 2018 by uh, Vinay Ravuri, who is the founder and the CEO of the company. And so we have been around for more than five years now. What we do is we specialize in the area of wireless infrastructure, 4G and 5G to be more precise. And we are now moving on to some initial development for 6G as well. So we target markets, on the wireless infrastructure side, where there is one big market in the field of small cells and femtocells and for enterprise deployments. On the other side, we target the market of the macro deployment, where we play an active part in the open RAN community. So that is what we, where we specialize. We have three design centers. The headquarters is in Santa Clara, U.S., where I am based and where, where Vina is based. We have a design center in San Diego as well. And we have a, a large design center in Bangalore, India. As for myself, I joined HQ in late 2019. So I have been also here for a little bit north of four years. I'm the head of products. So my responsibilities include specification, go-to-market strategy, technical communication with the customers, and being a startup sometime uh, assembles furniture. Do a bit of everything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what I do. I've been in the wireless industry for around... North of 22 years now, I have worked in the a lot of major wireless technologies, you know, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 2G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G. And I had a brief stint in AI as well. So if you look at our product, we have very in a very sophisticated way merged 5G and AI together. So that's what HQ is about, and that's who I am. Nice to be in your podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. And I think you touched on a lot of key areas that uh, folks are going to be very interested in listening about right into the 5G, 4G, of course, thinking already about 6G. I can't believe we're saying that. But of course, a lot of work going into that already. And and you mentioned AI. So I'm going to hopefully use the next 20 minutes to get as much intel from you as I can. This is really a, a great position to be in to be able to ask you questions. But and uh, researching this, you have a lot of experience in in the wireless space, as you said, also with semiconductors, that, that chipset. This has been a subject that's been in everyone's minds lately, right? You mentioned EdgeQ is five years old. You've been really in the thick of it. There's been even some arguments saying some of the 5G deployments out there have been hampered by the lack of availability of chipsets. There's been supply chain issues. There's been different Problems there. When I thought about talking to you, I thought that would, that would be a good starting point just to clear the air. Where are we at? Do you still see this as, a, as an issue? And is it really making a, an impact on the uh, on 5G? And you even mentioned 4G. Or are we seeing some sort of slower rollout or, or any impact there?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. So when 5G was it in its infancy around um, 2019, 2020 timeframe, when the initial products started coming in 5G, COVID happened. And we all know what happened during those two, three years. The entire supply chain was choked. Everybody suffered in the industry, right? The, the chip or the part on the board that we initially used to buy for $1, or less than $1, we paid more than $100 for those parts. Oh, goodness. Um, because the entire supply chain was choked. Nobody had anything um, for a few years. So I think that did hamper the, the pace at which 5G rail rollout was supposed to happen. And that was just... The way it was, nobody could predict COVID and it, it did what it did. Uh, however, over the last two years, I don't see that supply constraint anymore. We are getting parts easily. We are, our whole manufacturing, uh, we, we, we manufacture our chip at TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company in Taiwan. And we don't see the constraint in the supply chain anymore. There is one or the other parts that we sometimes feel that costlier than it should have been or some other stuff. But not anymore. So to touching your second part of your question about about 5G deployment, right? Over the last one year I have seen 5G deployment taking pace. Agreed that it is I would have expected it to be faster. Just be to be honest, it is going at a slower pace. However, the deployments are happening now for 5G. And I'm not saying this just for just after reading a few nice articles, I see my own company getting more POs, more orders for our chips. We'll be, we are already in mass production. We'll be selling north of tens of thousands of chips this year. We also see an uptick in our revenue profile, and that is the biggest proof point for me than any other article or any anybody telling me that. I, I see this for myself.
0: Absolutely, that, that makes a lot of sense. And perhaps some positive outtakes from that. And so building on that, I wanted to ask you specifically on that product that you're talking about. And you mentioned at the top there, your role in terms of small sales, right? in that product there, whether it's for enterprise or others, I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about where you see small sales fitting in prior to where you're already seeing it. We've been talking about small sales for many years, right? But it seems like now it's found a, a good use case, at least at a mass scale. I don't know if that's just me reading articles, or if you're also seeing that from your <laughs> more informed point of view in terms of how your clients are inquiring
1: and ordering. No, so small cells are small cell deployment is gaining pace, and there are reasons for it. It's it's just not happening just, just for no reason. First of all, as five G moves to higher and higher frequencies, right? Uh, I'm not talking about millimeter wave. I'm still talking about sub sixty gigahertz frequencies. What you're hearing from operators is that. Particularly in dense population, there are holes in the coverage, right? The the macro networks are not able to cope with the dense population because of the frequency being higher. Those dense population areas are being filled up with so-called small cells, right? We are also getting a lot of demand from the customers for the use cases where there's a large number of people in one small place. For example, think about a casino, right? Or think about... A, a large-scale venue like stadium, a lot of people, or a train station, where there are a lot of people at the same time present, trying to access 5G, connecting to the network or disconnecting to the network. These are some of the typical cases that we are seeing for the outdoor deployments of 5G small cells. The other types of deployment we are seeing for the 5G small cells is the indoor deployments, and the use case there is primarily factories comes up with a bunch of new features which were not present in 4G or any other Gs before that. One of them is very low latency called URLLC, ultra-reliable low-latency communication. We come across a lot of factory owners which want to make their factory smart and it popularly is called Industry 4.0 where they want more robotics, more robots doing the work and stuff like that. 5G small cells fits fit nicely into those areas. So we are seeing... Enterprise five G with the private and, and public as well as these are type of application which I just mentioned, right? The the indoor use cases where latency and high bandwidth is often.
0: Yeah, and presumably that'll be hugely important to carriers, CSPs that, that look to exploit enterprise customers and provide them with more and better services, right? So I imagine small sales will have a, a key role to play and, and probably are already.
1: That's right. That's right. We see we are seeing demand in private five G as well as uh, public uh, carriers getting into this space yeah. where it's just a matter of and and the third area which i did not mention is fixed wireless access right home access home internet access right
0: yeah and, and on that idea i did want to ask you because we've been getting a lot of uh interest in, in Etta, and we've been reporting a lot of success actually from carriers in terms of onboarding uh folks that didn't have service or or weren't in their footprints it seems it's gaining pace and it's getting some great results out there i'd love to hear yeah more about your thoughts on fwa specifically
1: yeah yeah so fwa is a very interesting area before i get into what my observations are i'll give you a fact right now we are talking i'm at my home my internet is not coming from a cable to my house it is a wireless internet that i'm using i have a very small antenna at them at my rooftop
0: and I can attest that it's been flawless thus far. So it's clearly working.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it has been working for last several years. Yeah, FWA is also a very interesting application because last mile connectivity has been a pain point for a lot of internet providers. And this is one of the other setups of our customers where the use case is pretty clear in the sense that you can have a small cell in a neighborhood and have a small equipment at the rooftop and the small cell just gives you internet wirelessly every time something breaks down at your home the internet is not working there's no need for a truck to roll into your parking lot to fix that that saves a lot of lot and lot of money for these internet service providers so this is one other upcoming use case where we are seeing a lot of traction and it is where people who don't know what 5 g is or don't Understand what 5G is. We'll see the benefit because all you have to do is buy a small equipment. Somebody comes at one time, puts it on a roof on your rooftop, and there you go. You have internet all of all of a sudden. There's no digging up the roads. There's no cable connecting to your home, and there's nothing like that. And
0: Adil, where does the performance, where does it sit compared to that to those locations where there is wired internet or wide coverage from a traditional network? When it comes to FWA, I know you mentioned that you're on on FWA at the moment, but what we've heard is in more rural environments or a bit further away, that performance might not be as as good as you'd expect on a network. Where are we in terms of evolving the FWA service and products so that it, it comes at a good service level for everyone?
1: I would think FWA is starting, right? There are deployments, but there are not as many as I would have liked to see. I live in Bay Area, so obviously the internet coverage is pretty good. And it's very cheap also, by the way. I have not heard the observation that you shared that in the rural area, area, it's not good. But this is a technology evolution time. It will eventually catch up. But the value proposition is so strong, you get some of the speed at 50% of the cost, right? You just cannot say no to that. And that's what fwa is providing and that's what 5g is providing particularly because 5g doesn't only come up low latency it has higher bandwidth as well the pipe is bigger in 5g so the data throughput is a lot higher than it used to be yeah that makes sense
0: i wanted want to shift gears a little bit we've talked about small sales enterprise services fwa you mentioned at the top that you also have experience and work with ai and I guess it wouldn't be a tech podcast if we didn't talk about AI right we We have to bring it up, but when you look at telcos specifically, who are the folks listening in, are they ready for AI and are they using it to its current capacity and are they building up to really deploy it in a meaningful way that will impact not only services to their end users but also the way that they network they manage their networks?
1: Let me take a couple of steps back and share with you what we discovered when we started our journey at HQ. Uh, A few of us, including myself, before coming to HQ, had experience both in the field of AI and in in the field of 5G. And one thing that dawned to us while we were learning those technologies was they're not very different technologies. 5G and AI, the fundamental mathematics, is actually very similar. And when I say this, it surprises a lot of people because 5G and AI are two different words. But, we found that the underlying mathematics is the same and that's how we architected our silicon. The silicon was architected that the we exploit the commonality of 5G and AI. Okay. Now coming to the applications, there are the, the way we see this is, is is as follows. We see a bunch of applications where 5G helps AI, and we also see a bunch of applications where AI helps 5G. When you talk about telco Telco is using AI for the benefit of their own business. You're actually talking about the second one where AI is helping 5G. Mm-hmm. Uh, AI can help 5G in many different ways. And, and if you go on our website, there are a couple of very good videos on the website, where, where less than 10 minutes videos. I highly recommend your audience to watch those videos where we go very deep into this, what I'm going to say next. AI can help 5G or any communication system Uh, in many different ways. AI can be used in channel estimation of 5G. AI can be used in scheduling. AI can be used in beamforming. Uh, There are a lot of other stuff where AI can be used to make 5G better. I see that a bunch of my own customers, SQ's customers, use AI to make 5G a little bit better. But so far I would say that they have not even scratch the surface of the possibility. If let's say on a scale of one to 10, understanding is that right now, the use of AI to make 5G better is only at hovering around one or two. When the use of AI to help 5G reaches seven or eight, then you will see super smart networks. For example, the network will identify where exactly you are in a, in a city. Is your SNR or signal to noise ratio is gonna be good or bad? Should you be scheduled? higher than other users or should you be scheduled lower than other users? What should be your priority? What should be the quality of service that you should get? We will go into that zone where as a user, your experience will become like super good, but we are not there yet. People are realizing the potential, telcos are realizing the potential, but they are barely there right now.
0: I think that's the headline of the answer. We're at a one or a two in terms of our implementation of AI. And that's I think exciting, right? There's a lot of potential innovation and great use cases for AI that are yet to be deployed and out there. That sounds something to work on.
1: Yeah, and also keep in mind, from a silicon provider, a software provider, or a chip provider, to final deployment in a broad telco network with a big carrier like an and t or Verizon or Vodafone, it's typically a two-year cycle. When I talk about a scale of one to 10, we are showcasing and demonstrating those benefits today. However, It will take some time for the eventual customers to see those benefits. That's why I say once we we traverse this next two years, we will reach, I'm hoping, seven or eight or nine. And there you will start seeing super efficient and super smart networks.
0: A a real transformative phase, and and it uh, reflects Hmm. what we're seeing. And I think that uh, what you're saying is spot on. uh, These implementation cycles, as they progress, will bring those benefits on board and, and we'll see the impact. Adil, I think we've just scratched the surface of what you guys are up to and what you can talk about in terms of uh, networks and, and everything that goes into it. I wanted to give you a chance here just to, to leave us with uh, some parting thoughts. So I often ask our guests if, if they had one key message to our listeners right, as they, they listen to this and, and uh, they walk back to their office or wherever they might be, what, what would you like to tell them? What would you like them to, to walk away with?
1: That's a tough one, that's a tough one. We are hiring, go to your site and apply for positions. Yeah, so I think the message to your audience would be that the, the, the question that you started, 5G rollout is slower than we thought it would be. However, the benefits of 5G are immense. 5G is, a, is not a evolution, it's actually a revolution when it comes to the features that 5G brings as compared to the previous generations of technology. We are starting to see the deployments and the benefits of those features and the use cases. And I expect the all of us to see more and more 5G deployments in the next two years. So hang tight. Your network is going to become much faster and much smarter, I would say.
0: There you go, folks. You heard it here first. And, and make sure you're out there and figuring out how to get your AI implementation from a 1 or 2 to a 10. Don't miss out on, on this crucial time. And I'm sure HQ will, will have plenty more to share on that. Adil Kidwai, Vice President Head of Product Management at HQ. It's been a pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry that we've only had 20 minutes. I think we could have spoken here for a long time. It's been uh, really eye-opening and interesting to speak to you today.
1: Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me.
0: Wonderful. And to you, listener, thanks for joining us for yet another episode here at the Five Nine Podcast. We'll be back in your feed next week with another leading voice of the tech industry. Until then, take care and bye bye. You've been listening to the Five Nine, Pierce Telecom's official telecom and technology podcast. Follow us on Zencaster to get the latest ICT insights each week. Get the latest telecom and technology news at our websites. PierceWireless.com PierceElectronics.com, PierceTelecom.com, and PierceVideo.com. See you soon!